is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a Krusty Krab. Ah, uh, what is up, Krusty Krabikins? How's everybody doing? Welcome to yet another, another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. We're just cruising through our eighth year, about to hear year, about to hit year number nine this August, which to me is just really disgusting. Like I just. <laughs> Ah, man, I cannot believe how long I've been doing this show. I also cannot believe what's going on with my hair. I'm supposed to be putting product in it to help straighten it out, but after like 700 years of not putting product in my hair, I kind of forget all the time. I should probably just bring it down. So how's everybody doing? Um, I hope you're you're doing well. Uh, for those of you interested in my particular health, I am doing much much better, thank you. I, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I, I still have a very lingering cough, um, which blows, uh, but I will take it over everything else. And, um, I, I gotta say, COVID, yeah, not for me, not an experience I wanna have. So, I will say, cause, I mean, I don't know what specific variant it was, um, but I would imagine it's this Omicron 2B or whatever the new uh, current flavor of, of COVID is. Because uh, it's the one that's like super contagious. It stays a little bit higher in the lungs and stuff like that. Uh, but it's really like this super, super contagious. Um, I feel like I kicked the flu part of it pretty quick. In fact, I might have even kicked the flu part of it, like, right away, uh, and then just was so worn down that I just picked up COVID kind of right after. Um, but I will tell you, like, I don't even remember kind of where I was last week. I think I was, like, a week ago. Oh, so I would have been... All right, so when last we spoke, I was in the um, I was in the end stages of it, right? Like, so I cleared, cleared most of the, the symptoms of it. And I was dealing with this unbelievable level of fatigue, right? Like, just, I think I remember saying that on the show. Like, the level of fatigue was just, was stunning. Like, just, for somebody that does, like, as much as I do, not that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, like, out there running into decathlon or anything like that. But, like, I do a lot of stuff. My days are long, um, you know, and just kind of is. But, you know, for somebody that does as much as I do, uh, it was just, it was very... It was unnerving is probably a good word for it because I literally could like get up and like go upstairs and like open a drawer and that was kind of it. That was like I was that was all I had the energy for. And I don't know if anybody knows what that sort of um, feeling feels like. I mean, the last time I kind of had that was uh, on the on, on the return from South by Southwest where I just burned my body out so badly and I was sleeping like twelve to eighteen hours a day like that. That was that was just exhaustion, and that's like the stuff that people used to go to sanatoriums for, or sanitariums for, um, and like that that I understand. That's just that's something different. But this level of fatigue, and then I heard later on 
that it's basically very common with this with this version of COVID. I don't know about the other versions, to be perfectly honest. Like, if you've listened to the show, like, I, I haven't been really addressing a lot of the COVID issues because... I can't. I mean, like, I can't keep up with it news-wise, right? There's too much other stuff going on, too much other important things going on, so I can't really even keep up with it, but whatever. Uh, So there's different nuances and stuff. (laughs) I do know that there's something called long COVID, which I'm desperately trying to avoid with supplements and basic healthcare and stuff like that. But but for for this one specifically, and I'm sorry I keep rubbing my nose, it's like very itchy right there. Like right there. There's no boogers, no cocaine, unfortunately. But you can send all your cocaine to hardrecklunchbox at gmail.com. All boogers, of course. Monty Craven Strange down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically what it was is that the, the kind of conventional wisdom is that once you're, like, the last remaining part of this level of coke. Oh, man, my, the fat under my arms. God damn. I'm really just falling apart here, people. Uh, the fat under my arms is not what I was talking about. The last batch of COVID, or the last, uh, the, the, the die-off of, of the COVID is this, is this level of fatigue. And apparently what you get is you get like two to three good hours a day and the rest of it, you really can't function all that much. So expect to be like on the couch. Like even if you feel good and you feel like you're all right, it just, you have no energy. Like your body is still fighting whatever it's fighting and you have no, you're not producing any, any energy. It's like, you know, like you've heard about like supply chain issues. Well, it's like supply chain issues for energy, right? So your body just stopped making it for a little while while you're sick and it takes like a few days. Some people it takes like anywhere from two to three weeks. So that's my medical report from COVID central here. I am over that part. I was over it, actually. It felt like Sunday. Now, Sunday, I spent uh, an, um, like a very large amount of time outside. If you recall, in the Northeast, it was absolutely beautiful here. Uh, and the Hurricanes were out in Patrick Medford. We beat them 6-2. to two. Thanks for asking. But I was out on the soccer field and outside for the four-and-a-half-hour drive to Patchog. A really long time. And I think the sunlight, because they always talk about like the vitamin D correlates with... Um, with COVID, I think the sunlight really pushed it over that fatigue hump. So if anybody you know is suffering from it or you you are suffering from this level of fatigue, I don't have any documentation on it, and it could co- totally be coincidental. But to my mind, that's sort of studied some, some of the earlier COVID. I would recommend, like, get outside. Like, if you can't move, like, if you really are so fatigued that you just want to, like, sleep or be on the couch, at the very least, try and be, like, in your backyard or on a, you know, at a beach or in a park. Just tr- if you're going to not move, take in as much sun- sunlight as possible and you know help your body produce some vitamin d and you know if that helps like that's awesome like i'm glad i could help but if if not at least you'll get a good tan and you'll be ahead for the summer so here we are in the hard rock lunchbox basically trying to make your summers better one summer at a time that's what we do here starting right now um so uh yeah so what was i just talking about oh supply chain issues so yeah so one thing i heard the other day uh that was actually really interesting uh so, you know, like the whole world's still talking about supply chain issues, right? Like everybody knows that. Like that's that's a familiar thing. So here's something interesting. And if you know how to – it's not even that you know how to pay attention. But if you do pay attention, you will glean and hear things that should make your brain go like, what did he just say? And I had one of those the other night. So everybody in the country should know the phrase supply chain issues at this point. There are supply chain issues, right? That's what happened. Like the whole world – 
in a nutshell, the whole world shut down for like a year because nobody handled COVID correctly. Despite what everybody's blaming the current administration for, let's all not forget that it actually all started in the prior administration. I know people that don't, you know, don't like that. They are not big fans of facts and truths and stuff like that. Doesn't change history, man. Like, I mean, I was alive for it. I was there. I remember who was president when COVID really took hold and killed the economy, killed our economy and killed the world economy. And for all the problems we're having right now, the economy is actually up and running and doing really, really well. Uh, There's just some problems with how much everything costs. That's called inflation. That's another show. So anyway, so as you know, there were supply chain issues. And this basically happened because the whole world shut down. And then as soon as the world started to open up, once we got the vaccines, everything moved real quick to open up. So everybody opened up and everyone's like, hey, man, I want steak at my restaurant that I can go to. Also, I need these these parts. I want to buy a new car, too. I put it off because I wasn't driving to work. But now I have to go back to work. I want a new car. I want all this other stuff. Well, I deal a lot in um, textiles with some of the companies I deal with. I deal on the, the data side of it. But I know that sometimes goods and services take up to 180 days to get or get here from around the world, especially if they have to be manufactured and they have to be shipped and they have to be cleared through customs. That all takes time. Nobody's invented a teleporter, not even St. Elon Musk, so we don't have the ability to just boop, zap it all right over from uh, India and China. But, like, that would be cool because... Sometimes I just want like a $1 lighter and I could be like, thanks, China, and like just zap that right over. But like that's not currently the case, mainly because Elon Musk sucks a bag of dicks. And that just sort of happens. It's not my fault. It's his mom's. Um, but also, how was I talking about? COVID does not leave you very highly functional in here. So that's kind of a problem. But uh, oh, it's the supply chain issues, right? So. It took a little while, like months, for things to start getting back up to speed and for things to be able to process. The the main ports in America were understaffed, and they're kind of really outdated. Like, you remember this whole thing about improving our infrastructure? That's one of the reasons we did that. That's why it's important to drop a billion dollars in your infrastructure if you haven't fixed it in 40 years. Like, this is not rocket science. It's barely math. So, anyway, so we got all that. So, so... So here's the thing, and you can let me know in the chat if you've heard this going on, because this has become one of my pet peeves. Any time, any time a company like Amazon or Walmart or uh, Home Depot, uh, anytime any of those companies fuck up their delivery to you of something, what's the answer? Like on the count of three, like one, two, three. Supply chain issues. Yeah, right. That's the answer, right? I got that just the other day with Home Depot. I had ordered a little shed, a little Rubbermaid shed, because I need to put my tools in there, because i got to take care of my old shed, and that really doesn't have anything to do with this show. So I figured I'd bring it up anyway, because why not talk about something I'm not going to talk about, because it doesn't have anything to do with this show. And that's how the show works. I think I just found my bumper. Anyway, um, something... Right. So I ordered it, and they said it was going to be here in two weeks. I ordered this bitch in May, like early May. And I was like, two weeks, that's fine. I'm busy anyway. <clears throat> I was like, you know, I'm thinking about getting this COVID thing, so maybe I'll just do that instead of putting together the shed. So I get the shed. So it was supposed to be here on June 2nd. It was supposed to be in the store June 2nd to pick up. So on June 4th, I was like, hey, man. Hey, Mr. Depot. Where is that shed I was supposed to get? And they were like, oh, well, you know, we're having... We're having supply chain issues, and so it's not really going to be here until, like, the 16th of June. And I'm like, well, that's kind of messed up, because it actually still says that it's going to be here on the 2nd. 
And I don't know if you know this, but supply chain issues don't actually affect customer service. So you not telling me and updating your site and all that other stuff has nothing to do with what's going on in India and China or Pakistan or anywhere else that you might be getting these things. That happens right here with really horrible customer service. So what do you got to say? Oh, we're sorry, sir. It'll be there the 16th. Within an hour, I get a notification from Home Depot telling me that it's in the shop. They just they just received it. So it's not a supply chain issue. It's probably more of a, eh, somebody just didn't do their job and check it in. And it was definitely the customer service department just giving me a bunch of shit to shut me up. So they are still using supply chain issues, supply chain issues, as the huge, huge boogeyman because everybody has heard that word. And everyone's like, oh, I've heard that on TV. Yeah, I understand. It's cool. I understand. It's Biden. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Brandon. Or let's go, Brandon, or whatever. I'm going to go be mad about gas prices. Right. Even though the price of gas, the barrel, price of barrels of oil is the same as it was two years ago. So who's making the money? That's another show. So here's the thing. And here's the thing that I heard that I was like, what? So Target, everybody's favorite store with a bullseye on it. Target is a great store. I like company. I like them a lot. I actually try and shop there from time to time when I'm very mad at Amazon and Walmart. And Target had to announce something very interesting this week. And I don't know that anybody heard it but me, or they heard it from me. So now you guys can consider yourself uh, in that in that group. So they had to announce something in their, I guess, quarterly disclosures because they're a publicly traded company and all that other stuff. Target is actually looking to see a reduction in profits and possibly even a loss for the rest of the year. That's bad news. Like, that's bad news for stockholders, bad news for Target. But here's the reason why. Target has so much inventory that they actually are canceling vendor orders because they're not sure they're going to sell it all. Did you hear that? Did you hear what I just said? Did you? (laughs) Target has so much inventory that they're going to have to cancel some vendor orders and they're not sure they're going to be able to sell all of it. That sounds like a supply chain issue. But in the other way. So Target is the only company on earth that figured out how to get their supply chain issues to work that way? Really? Is that really what's happening? I know I like to dabble in economics from time to time. And honestly, I got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. But this one I just find so fascinating. So I am not an economist. I do spend money. I spend too much money. Uh, I do a good job supporting my local economy. I support my global economy. I support a lot of economies. I support my family's economy for sure. But here's the thing. There's an economic principle called scarcity. When you have less of something, what does it do to the cost? What does it do to the value? What does it do to the price of that thing? It inflates it. What are we having a lot of right now? Inflate shun. <laughs> Everybody say it with me. Inflate shun. <laughs> We're creating scarcity in this country from the corporate entities to make you pay more. Target, I guess, completely fucked up and missed a meeting or didn't get a memo, and they're just doing their business normally because Target actually is a good company. Like Costco who are having very little supply chain issues, by the way. They're just not reporting it. 
I'm actually a Costco stockholder, so I know that. They're actually doing a very good job. The only thing they kind of have trouble with is locally sourced, you know, produce and stuff because we have too many people living here. And that's not a supply chain issue. What that is is a condom and blowjob issue, I think. I don't know for sure. I don't, I don't know. Might be an abortion issue, which is something I also wanted to talk about. Not currently. I did. I actually, like, look, can you see this? Like, I, I highlighted. Is this in color, anybody? There's too many people living on Long Island. It's hard to source food for us. We're all going to have to start eating crickets. And if you don't want to start eating crickets, use two condoms. How about that? I'm talking to the women because obviously overpopulation is completely the women's fault, right? Because guys have nothing to do with that, right? Like guys have absolutely no, no, they're not responsible at all for the overpopulation going on. So we should just punish them. But we could easily just look, snip, snip, snip. I, I'm all for that, man. Just like a little snip on anybody that doesn't have enough money to raise a family. Like, listen, you shouldn't be out there fucking if you if you don't have enough money. Like that's, you know. In the old days, women used to hold out for uh, for men like that. We called you superficial for that. You were holding out for guys with cool, expensive cars because they had money. But maybe, just maybe, you were onto something. Now everybody's just like, oh, fucking feels good. Let's do it more. Ah, condoms, man. That's uh, her kid. That's not my joke. That's Tom Segura. Courtesy of Tom Segura, uh, your mother's husband. Uh, but anyway, so we're like a million minutes into this. So I was going to talk about all this stuff, but I guess I'll just go fuck myself. So uh, let's talk about other stuff. A little housekeeping on the box. Yeah, everybody. I'm going to get to the chat in just a second. Uh, tired months. Uh, hello, friends. Nine is a lot. Yeah, Donna. Yeah, Oh, so Donna... Donna's confirming fatigue after COVID-1. Donna had the original COVID. Honestly, Donna's like showing off a little bit. Like, yeah, all right, you got the first COVID. I see how it is. All right, cool. <laughs> so you're saying I I got the I got the water down. I got the Coles COVID. <laughs> is that how that it's like Banana Republic, Gap, and then Old Navy. I had the old Navy COVID. Donna's got the Banana Republic COVID. All right, but apparently COVID, that's a that's a that's a fact. A thing that's hired for months. Uh, and the oil thing, on the oil subject, Shell posted adjusted earnings. Yeah, oh my God, the profits of these companies. Shell posted adjusted earnings of $9.1 billion for the three months through to the, end, the end, of, end of March, in line with expectations of analysts polled uh, by Refinitiv. That compared with the $3.2 billion over the same period a year earlier and $6.4 billion for the fourth quarter of 2021. Yeah. That's messed up. Like, I understand, like, I did that whole thing about, like, profits, like, percentages versus actual dollars. Like, they should be making more profit because things cost. Like, if you're making 5% off of whatever, then as costs go up, you should be making more. Like, I'm fine with the actual number. But what's happening is it's going from, like, 5% to, like, 35% because they can scare everybody. The, the fact that the price, the price of a barrel of oil is roughly the same as it's been uh, is, is such a problem because that... It speaks to like the cost of the raw material, and people are like, "We should just bring more of it in." And what do you think is going to happen? You honestly think the dudes at Mobile are going to lower the price? Nobody's complaining except us. They don't give a shit. What like if somebody was like, "You're making too much money," you'd be like, "Yeah, good, good, all right, thanks." <laughs> right, right. Like if you're on the subway going to work, and somebody looks at you like, "You're making too much money," all right, Toby. I don't give a shit. But if the police come by and be like, why are you making so much money? And uh, I, 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 I don't know. 
Ruh row. Raggy. <laughs> Got me all fired up, goddammit. I didn't even get to talk about what I want to talk about. So here we are at the end of the top twenty, so. Uh, here's some uh here's some just basic housekeeping. <coughs> cough is awesome. I cannot wait till the twenty fifth to see how this cough is. Uh, but the new episode of the Top 20 is out. I highly, highly recommend it for no other reason than that's basically just my job. But I will tell you, it's uh, this week DJ enters his ninth day of COVID-19 and points out that it's not all that it's cracked up to be, including the unbelievable level of fatigue that he's dealing with. So check that out. Also on that show, living one step forward, two steps uh, in any other direction, trying to take things easy. When you never take things easy, the ever-increasing video budget for the diaries how to talk for 20 minutes without saying anything and more. I, I think they're funny. I, I like the beginnings. Even if you just watch the beginning, I always, I always push the most, I put the most effort. The team here at the hard rock lunchbox puts the most effort into trying to find the opening blurb for the, uh, for the video. So even if you watch the first like 20 seconds of the top 20, like that would be worth it. And honestly, everything, everything benefits like stranger TV. We're still trying to get enough hours and viewers and stuff like that to be able to monetize. Uh, not that we're trying to make money so much off of everybody, but we'd like to, we'd like to not, not make money off of the work that we're doing. Cause it would be really super handy and stuff like that. Also on, uh, Stranger TV, we've got the full interview with Alex from Hands Like Houses. We've got seven questions with Bradley from Emerosa. Definitely check that out. And the So What Festival with Dropout Kings and Northbound. Now, I read that. Uh, like I, It was like doing that, and I was like, Northbound. I was like, oh, cool, North Lane. Like, and it's not North Lane. It's Northbound. So now I have to find out who that is, and we'll just go from there. Uh, I don't know if there's any other Stranger TV content. I saw something with Frank and Monty from last week, like Stump Frank. I think it was like a, you know, name a kiss song that Frank can't play, like, if you're into Kiss, give that a shot. If you're not, give that a shot. Uh, Waterbury's always got something you can check out there. And, of course, the Bent Boys always doing something. And then, of course, we got this stupid show. But I know. So I had a whole lot to talk about, unfortunately. I do want to say one thing real quick, and then we'll get out of the top 20 and we'll get into some music. Uh, this was actually really important uh, to me specifically because this one kind of struck a nerve. I don't know if you know this. I did not know this, actually, until yesterday, but the January 6th committee, they're starting their public hearings today. And all, by all accounts, like anybody that's already dug in and believes what they believe is not going to be changing their mind, right? Like if Adam Conover showed us anything, it's that people like already like with their heels dug into what they believe, the, the harder you push, the more they're going to dig their heels in. That's human nature, and that's unfortunate. It's also um, like very uh, symptomatic of the, the incredible amount of unintelligence and stupidity we have in this country. Because people just believe what they believe, and you're not going to convince me. But like, hey man, if I throw some facts at you and I can't convince you... You're the problem, all right? So just try and keep that in mind. But they're going to do their public hearings, and I've actually been starting to hear some stuff that has been like, holy shit, really? Like, that's really what happened? Like, I want to just point out the one one specific thing here that uh, is, is sort of like tripped me up mentally over the past couple of days because of the story that came out. So one of the more infamous parts about the January 6th insurrection, if you want to call it that, which I, I think is a completely fair thing to call it, especially considering the number of court cases that have been brought for, like, you know, conspiracy, to, uh, seditious conspiracy, which is like, that's to topple the government. Like, that's not that's not nothing. And that's what these, you know, proud boys, which, by the way, is the gayest name. Like, if you're a proud boy, I hope you're a proud boy in the shower in prison, if you know what I'm saying. Like, we'll see how proud you are, Soapy. 
man, what a gay name. And I don't mean any anything disparaging to anybody that's homosexual. Like, this is like my growing up in elementary school. That's a gay name. Proud Boys? Mm-mm. You should have run that by somebody else. Um, that literally is something like Charles Boyle on Brooklyn Nine-Nine would suggest to Jake. And Jake would be like, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, so one of the things that kind of everybody knows and everybody agrees upon is that several hundred of the people that did actually break into the Capitol and there was like a makeshift noose that was formed, but they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. I don't know if you know this. Mike Pence was actually the vice president of the United States at the time. Hanging somebody is murder. I don't think they meant like put him on the wall. Like, you know, uh, what was what was the dude's Joe Piscopo's character and Johnny Dangerously? Yeah, my grandmother hung me on a hook once like that guy. That's not what they were talking about. They were literally chanting, hang Mike Pence. And I know for a fact that when a group of people start doing that, like mob mentality kicks in, like that shit happens. And if you don't think a bunch of white people ever got together and hanged somebody, you need to go back and do your history. So as far as I'm concerned, there was a hundred plus white Trump supporters looking to hang Mike Pence. And everyone's bitching about how, oh, you're just taking this too serious. You're making a big deal out of nothing. That wasn't what they were going to do. Well, I want to show you something. I'm going to show you this right now. I'm going to read that to you. This came out in the New York Times. This was the other day. And there's the headline. An armed man who threatened to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested near the justice's home and charged with attempted murder. An armed man who threatened to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested near the justice's home and charged with attempted murder. Hundreds of people who broke into the Capitol and threatened to hang Vice President Mike Pence were arrested near the Capitol and charged with attempted murder. Should fit right in there. I don't know why we're not doing that. I feel like everybody in there that was like chanting hang Mike Pence, that sounds like attempted murder to me, especially because if somebody's trying to kill one of their darling judges, they hit him with attempted murder. And I got news for you. Vice President of the United States is an elected official. Judge Kavanaugh? I didn't elect him. You didn't elect him. I would argue that there's way more danger in assassinating the vice president than it is a Supreme Court justice. Besides, there's nine of those bitches. And not one of them, not one of them, is going to shut me up. And that, my friends, is how you segue on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right. Now, while it's true, I only played Mick Jones' Nick My Pudding by the Dropkick Murphys last week because Donna requested for her birthday. That is true, and I stand behind that. Anybody that wants... uh, You can request anything at any time, and lots of people do request stuff here on the box, and that's fine. And I don't know why. It's just like, if it's your birthday, I'm much more likely to play it. I mean, I just... Honestly, it has nothing to do with it. If I'm near a post-it note and I can write it down, I'm way more likely to play it. I think I've made that pretty pretty clear at this point. But I will say, of all the songs that I played last week, this one has been so goddamn stuck in my head that I'm going to play it again in hopes that I get it out of my head. Not because it's a bad song and not because I don't like the Dropkick Murphys, but because it is such a dumb song, it is now taking absolute tent city refuge in the center of my brain and it's driving me absolutely crazy. So everybody... Let's sing it, and let's keep Mick Jones the fuck away from my pudding. Thank you. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I love that song. I have not played that song in such a goddamn long time. 
I used to love playing that one acoustically. I never did it with the band. I did it acoustically, though. Also realized that I just turned off my recorder for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So I guess the Hard Rock Lunk Box will be a little interesting this week. But on the replay, you guys are cool. You guys got it. All right, so you guys know how I pull, like, a lot of material or sometimes pull a lot of material for the show, like, usually on a weekly basis. It's usually stuff, like, off the, you know, weekly radar or release radar or discover weekly or stuff that people send in. Like, you got to check this out. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I love all that stuff. That's awesome. Um, and, and some weeks are really good weeks and some weeks aren't so good. And sometimes I don't pull anything because I don't have time or there's nothing good. But I will tell you, I grabbed uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs this week. I grabbed seven new songs. I don't even know that I'm going to get. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Grabbed seven new songs this week. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I am not sold 100% on any of them, but I like them all enough to pull them. And uh, I'm going to give them uh, some listening here. Uh, and yes, I am totally 100% dragging you with me because that's what we do here on the box. Box is a team sport, team listening sport. But I'm going to start off this little uh, mini maybe marathon. <laughs> Get it? Maybe marathon? I like it. The marathon isn't a maybe, but like it's the maybe. I'm representing the songs. I don't know if I like them yet. So we're going to figure that out together. And the first one up right here is Bayside with Strangest Faces. Heard it this morning. I was like, do I like this? I'll let the box tell me if I like this. And that's the way we do it. Bayside on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, I got to love me some Coheed. So... There's a band uh, I got a new song from. Uh, they're called Porcupine Tree. I used to play a song called Shallow from them years ago. Like, a lot, too. Uh, but they've got a new song out. Uh, it's called Heard Culling. Uh, and I listened to it this morning, and I haven't totally made my mind up. But, like, I like this band, and I like the way they sound, and I like the way they do things. And it's always a little different. So me having one or two listens in before I make up my mind is not going to be all that unusual. But now, it's your turn. Porcupine tree on the box. Hard rock lunch box. Yeah, man. Appreciate your help here in the chat. 99wnrr.com if you want to weigh in on some of these new things that I'm not quite sure about. A uh, band I'm pretty sure is going to be staying around is Red Handed Denial. Little, little tiny Lauren has that voice that invokes like all the good things because she really can sing. She can also channel pretty much any character out of Stranger Things if she feels like at any given time. And this song is no exception. Brand new for them. It's marked with Curse. On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Alright, it's time to take a hard left here on the box. I don't have a, a car screeching sound effect, but like... Ah! That's a real-time sound effect. See? It's a Hard Rock Lunch Box original. Time to take a hard, uh, hard turn here. So... Um, all right, so we're, we seem to be good for uh, Bayside. Not so much on the porcupine tree. Interrupters, of course, can stay. Um, and then red-handed denial. I mean, the new record is really fantastic, so I'm just going to vote and say that stays. So now I've got something from the brand-new Def Leppard record. And before you guys leave to go get lunch or anything, I do want you to put this into some perspective. Like, there was a long time that Def Leppard was one of the greatest rock bands on earth. And it wasn't even just hype. It wasn't even the British Invasion or any of that shit. They're actually really, really good songwriters. And beyond that, they are an incredible performing band. Right? Like, they're, in my opinion, as a musician, as a, as a pro-paid-to-do-it kind of musician, 
Like, the bands are like Dream Theater, quality musicians. Queen's Ride, quality musicians and quality material. Bands like Def Leppard, quality musicians, quality material, and an understanding of hooks like no other. Like, they're on the level, for me, like, with bands like Duran Duran. Like, bands that are just impeccable in talent, songwriting, and the understanding of how things actually work. So, for me, I will always like Def Leppard. Whether or not they put out good music is almost irrelevant. I'll just always like the band. I am, however, as a student of good music and bands that I love, interested in how they kind of proceed as they they move as they move forward as they try to embrace new styles and yet hold on to what made them great so i heard this this morning i didn't hate it so i'm giving it a second listen now it's brand new def leppard fire it up on box hard rock lunch box it's called keep you near So close, you have to let it go. Change are meant to hold. Far too much for these hands. The story's all been told. There's nothing left to understand. With the very breath that steals us all. We've been told To pry it out of my hands To witness and behold To ever understand Don't hold on Don't get lost in the sound Of the voices that keep you near Don't hold on Don't get caught in the sound It's the most It's the only way to go Brace against the cold To fall into these new hands To never getting old To never understand Don't hold on Don't get lost in the sound Of the voices that keep you near Don't hold on Don't get caught Oh 
Yeah, man, that was from the News 12 Unplugged things uh, that a lot of the local bands were doing over the summer. That was that was a lot of fun. I like I like doing that. I wish we could kind of come up with more of that. But alas, uh, continuing on with new music that has come out that I haven't decided if I liked. Uh, Real Friends has decided to part ways, of course, with their original singer, who I think is the absolute single best part of that band. Uh, and they got the uh, secondary dude from Youth Mountain, who I did not think was the best part of that band. And they have yet to put out anything that I really thought was as good as the true Real Friends, so I guess we don't know who the real Real Friends are. But... They did a good job on this one. It's called Always Lose, and I kind of dig it. Let's figure it out on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, it's brand new from Big Wreck. Played that last week. Still digging it. Digging it a lot. I think Ian and the boys are doing a great job over there. Like, love it. Love it. 20 years in, can still write a good slamming banger. Like it. Uh, much like this, this will be my last of the I'm not sure if I like it bands, or not sure if I like it songs. <laughs> Excuse me, this COVID moment brought to you by COVID. Um, Seether. Seether has been around for a very long time at this point, uh, and they never cease to impress and disappoint me, depending on what song it is they're trying to put out. I I don't know how to read it. I just know that every now and then I like a, I really like to see this song, and every now and then I really don't like to see this song. Um, I'm a huge fan of some of them, and some of them can just fuck right off and die if they want. Like that's totally cool, and that's a good impression. I have not made up my mind on this one. This is the very last song I grabbed today. Heard it exactly one time, and I'm like, I, it's definitely Seether and. You're definitely up there, to quote the great Jimmy G. So uh, let's give it a listen, shall we? The song's called Leech, and it's Seether on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, a little Queensryche off one of the greatest rock records, in my opinion, ever, ever, ever released. Uh, that'd be Operation Mindcrime. If you don't know the record, I suggest you listen to it front to back. It is a true masterpiece, a great record, a great story, and just, ugh. <sighs> Literally goosebumps just even mentioning the goddamn record. It's that good. Probably in my top five records of all time. And certainly as a musician, like I I I think it I think it might be the best, uh, in that sort of sort of rock opera kind of way. Because the other bands to do those things just weren't as good musicians as Queen's Rank, but I digress. I got a request in the chat for some felicity. I know that uh, Bacon is my podcast. has been hanging out with that crew for a little bit. They did a taste test with them in Texas. Why on earth you would eat hot wings in Texas is beyond me. Like, I just like feel like in Texas you eat tacos. That's what I do. Texas tacos, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by the Hard Rock Lunch Pod. That'd be so great. But they did. They did a tasting. I think. I think it was Felicity. I remember seeing them, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Felicity. Uh, the only Felicity song I have actually goes really, really way back when they were still like just Felicity with lowercase letters, uh, and that uh, from one of the one of the campaigns I had done where I was soliciting music from bands to send them in and. Let's check out your songs. And we used to play a lot here. In fact, I used to send a lot out to, like, Mikey and Jimmy. If it was really bad, I'd send it out to them and make them listen to it, too, because why should I have to be the one listening to just this shit? But every now and then, I would get a good band in here, and Felicity was definitely one of them. So going back, I'm going to go five or six years at this point. Still something from them called Burn the World on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I love that goddamn song. Oh, why it didn't go on? There we are. <laughs> Sorry. 
We've been toying with covering Punk Rock Girl for years, but the problem is the chorus, or the main part of the chorus, like Punk Rock Girl, like that, I can't sing it because I'd be singing the main part, so it would be down to Kaz and Tony, and I just, I feel like we just keep playing like, eh, that's not going <laughs> to, it's not going to work, so we just, we just don't do it. Uh, I know this is uh, the time for the weekly craving of the week, and don't you worry, we will indeed get to it. I do want to take a minute to remind everybody, within the sound of my voice, the tickets for the Razorblade Diaries Live are still on sale. Uh, as expected, they are selling incredibly slowly, which is always good for my self-esteem. So I do appreciate everybody that has bought them. Thank you so much. I would imagine that most people within the sound of my voice have already purchase their tickets so thank you any uh thank you for that and uh you know to anyone that's going to just sort of holding out to buy them towards the end um we really are trying to do them all in advance so we can buy enough food like we're trying to do like a whole all-inclusive thing like you know kind of like going to sandals in jamaica like we're supplying the food the snacks and the booze and the water and stuff like that and that's uh, why the tickets are 45 dollars a shot because all that stuff costs money and the room costs money the room's not a bar so the room is not actually making money on the bar but it does go to show you just how much money a room would normally make on the bar but if you need them just uh, rebel9.com slash tickets will get you there don't forget we've got our very own uh, Sam Pollitt is going to be opening up the crowd uh, we're going to have the whole thing video documented as well we are recording the live record I've told you that uh, I've talked to Jake from uh, Fall of House of Usher wait Fall of the House Productions uh, and he is although he's playing in Philly his team is going to be recording the show and we're going to be making a live video probably for another mistake and then we're going to be doing all the video for the documentary that we're probably going to be doing on this and all that other stuff so everybody that's there is going to be a part of this whole thing and also you don't get much more behind the scenes than this right like this is kind of it like this is this is as behind the scenes as it gets not only am I telling you everything that's happening every week but also uh, you'll be there and you'll see things unfold and maybe shit goes completely wrong and we fuck up a song really badly we'll we will redo that song like we're we really we really are like I need a good recording out of this if you want to see what it's like to be in Rebel 9 and have a really really difficult day now's your chance it's also it's, it's also it's also a chance to suffer, as Jimmy G once put it so brilliantly to song.
Box. I can't stand it when you get inside. I didn't plan on speaking my mind. Cause no one needs to know. Things I say are so misguided. Ever since the day I tried it, I've been trying to cut back. Do you feel the tension or is it just me? It can't be just me cause I've been waiting for those days we talked about. But they never came around My whole life feels like one audition This is just the intermission guard there uh so we're at the end of another hard rock lunchbox i can't believe it either uh maybe next week i'll save this article that i have here five for five talking about what to expect from the incredibly conservative supreme court coming up in june because 
This is when they tend to release all their decisions, but it could spill into July, so we might have enough time. Uh, but maybe they'll release it this week, and then we'll talk about that next week, or we'll just go ahead and just see what's going on. Keep an eye on the hearings that are going to be televised tonight. Let me know what you think next week, and uh, we'll talk more about the Razorblade Diaries Live that's coming up in two weeks. And, of course, the shows that we've got in July with Craving Strange and uh, the one with uh, Rockfest out in Queens. And, uh, yeah, man, enjoy the weekend. Looks like it's going to be beautiful. My very, my, 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 oh. My Hurricanes are in the Long Island Cup Finals this weekend against Terrytown. Wish us luck. We win this. We take the cup. I think that's pretty awesome. As promised, I have saved a somewhat stellar uh, closer for you today for sticking around as long as you have. Whether you like it or not, eh, it's kind of up to you. But I can't say, you, I can't say it's not a good song because it absolutely is. And uh, it's two very talented individuals working this song to the max. So feel free to... Dance your way out, and we'll see you next week right here on the box. Hard rock lunch box.